Hey, this is Josh Mallerman, author of Goblin and Bird Box. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. Today on uh, the line, we have, oh, I should have asked this before I went into the interview. <laughs> I always I always mean to do this so that I don't mispronounce your name. So I'm going to give it a shot, and then you're going to correct me. Sounds good. <laughs> it's it's um, Umbertly Gonzalez, yes? Yes. All right. I, I yeah, figure the was, H is silent. That's it. I'm yeah. Really, I yeah. have an I have an LL name for a last name, so I completely understand some of that. People are like, is it yeah or la or yeah? It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's Giannis. Yeah. So, and then people call me Lelanus. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but you may remember her from uh, Orphan Black, Utopia Falls, uh, In the Dark. Uh, she was in Nobody. And of course, we're talking there to talking to her today because she was uh, tossed unceremoniously into space on Jupiter's legacy. So <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> How are you today? Umberly? Pretty great. Thanks for having me. I'm okay. actually wearing Neutrino's uh, necklace today uh, in honor of uh, speaking of her. That's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, the, the first question I, I want to ask is, you know, working on a working on a comic book project, you know, obviously there's tons and tons of source material that you can look at from Mark Millar's comic book. And I'm sure when you're going into the script, they either, you know, give you that or suggest it to you. Did you have any mm-hmm. time to like interact with the comic book specifically? For sure. And especially one of our castmates, uh, Morgan, he uh, he always brought them to set. So it was really cool to actually see the scenes. Um, even that scene uh, with Chloe and shockwave where she's like using her shock and trying to get my help like that whole scene is like essentially play by play how it plays on the series so it's really cool to see it and it looks so accurate and um obviously there's a lot more stuff that neutrino does in the comic books that i would love to see in seasons to come just the way she uses her powers and how she um you know, because there was a bit of an ongoing joke within the castmates our little hutch gang that they were like i'm really shut up you just go little (laughs) it's like she does more than just go little guys i can do a lot more just watch (laughs) so yeah but it's really cool to see it like from the page to the series and how it translates when you know when you're working in like these kind of like fantastical like ideas like you did this and like utopia falls is also like incredibly you know well it is a science fiction show that sort of Mm -hmm. thing you know you're dealing with people that have imaginary abilities, but like have like real life emotions. You know, you have mm-hmm. a girlfriend in the show, you know, you you are dealing with a friend who his wizard van is destroyed, but you're you guys are really, really close. Like yeah. how how do you kind of manage the difference between like truly fantastical situations like going small and you know punching getting punched into space yeah. versus you know having a relationship too? Totally. I mean, it's this really cool thing that I get to do uh, for my job, which is you suspend your disbelief and you kind of take on what's happening as your reality. And um, I always had a mentor tell me that, you know, this is just the next moment in your life. So you kind of just have to embrace it and believe it. And 
it's really great because one of the parts that I love when it isn't just based on reality is that you do feel like you're playing and you kind of go back to this like childlike, you know, like the whole like being super villains and being heroes and, and doing that as kids, like we kind of get to do that in real life and be so badass and have superpowers, you know, because we had scenes where it was like me and shockwave and we just have this relationship. And then next thing you know, I'm like suspended in wires and there's green screen around me and there's a huge <laughs> fan blowing in my face. And then they're like action. And I'm like, this is wild. <laughs> so uh, that's something I had never experienced before. And I definitely want to do more of because it just feels like larger than life. It's like doing video games, which I do them as well. And it mm-hmm. just, there's just a lot of imagination that's required and you have to kind of like not take it so seriously so that you can really just convince yourself that that's what's happening. But I love the creativity part of it. Cause I think I have a very vivid imagination. So I could literally act with a piece of paper. Like for me, it's just all up here. It's always happening. There's a whole world going on. So you just have to like surrender to it. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> using our imaginations, So one of the things that we joked about when we reviewed the show is that if I watched one of my friends get punched into space, no matter what my superpower is, I'm out. Like, (laughs) did you guys ever, did you guys ever talk about how, how absurd it is to try to fight someone that punches your friend into space? Yeah. And and it's the fact that it's like, Oh, it's, it's not an issue. Like I remember, um, on the day that we shot that van scene on the outside, because that scene was actually broken up into so many pieces and we shot it in so many different days and locations. But the one that happened outside, um, you know, the way that they played it, that I had to play getting punched into outer space, I was on a ladder really high up on top of Elena and she had to pretend to punch me. And I just had to like pretend to like lift my chin and like hop a little bit but also like don't hop too much or you fall off the stairs. <laughs> and it's like, you just have to like believe that that's just happening right now. And for Shockwave, for um, for Jess, when she she was doing the power and it was kind of like, like pushing, pushing her, her back, yeah. she was actually on this like black rug that three or four people were just like dragging behind her. So it looked oh, like she was cool. like actually moving. So those were actually very practical kind of gimmicks that we did on the set. And it's just so funny because when you watch the show, it looks so good. But on the day when we're just watching her do this and you just see people like pushing their rug, it just looks so funny to me. I'm like, oh, my God. It probably looked like kids playing, you know, totally, just just like you said. (laughs) It is just kids playing. I'm like just standing on a ladder. She's on this like magic carpet ride. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just fun that there are so many steps to get it to like after VFX and everything and just seeing it all look so put together and magical I'm like yeah we did that that's I was awesome just on stairs and yeah it was really cool so you've done a lot of dramatic work too and uh mm-hmm. a, a lot of it centers around you know uh queer characters and things like that is that something that you feel is really important to you to be able to like portray those people on screen I know like you know, I'm, I'm half Mexican, half, you know, white. So I get to deal with my own weird version Mm -hmm. of like race issues. But I also know that like in the Latinx community, there's a lot of like negativity towards homosexuals. Is that, is that something that's important for you to put on screen? Absolutely. Uh, There's still so much stigma with 
deviating from tradition or religion and it isn't as accepted you know it's still made fun of it's still taken very lightly mm-hmm. uh, someone's identity and who they love and growing up it was very scary for me because even though i knew um that i had this other side to myself i couldn't just open up about it mm-hmm. and i felt like it wasn't something i was ever really going to open up about to be honest cuz the the fear of letting people down and my family it was so real and i never had representation growing up either the things that i watched i didn't see someone that looked like me like living her best life and loving who they wanted to love and uh, you know i i'm very femme i don't fit stereotypes so in my mind i was like maybe i don't fit into this maybe i had this like imposter syndrome of feeling mm-hmm. like i didn't belong to any kind of group even though i had these very real feelings towards different kinds of people that didn't uh you know it didn't match the whole like you are you know you get to marry a man and have the kids and get married and like do all right. of those like traditional things that i was taught i was like i want other things i want to have different kinds of relationship with different people so how could i have that and still be happy at the same time so i think honestly i i've said this before is that going into acting and and getting the opportunity to play these characters actually saved me and it allowed me to you know have the courage and the safety net of a show and a character that was so close to me without people actually knowing that it allowed me just to kind of embrace it in my own time and now i'm proud to say that i am queer and i'm latina and i get to embrace that just because i got to play these characters mm-hmm. so it was kind of like therapeutic for me to you know <laughs> the first one was um Vanessa and in the dark mm-hmm. and she's openly bisexual like just was her first girlfriend it was just all so similar that i was like oh i got to kind of live through her and speak as her and have these experiences and in turn i got to kind of take them back into my life and say how could i have these experiences could i you know be courageous enough to attempt to have these kinds of relationships in my life without having to hide myself anymore and talk about them in public so it's been quite a journey the last five <laughs> years of my life the last three really like these were only like very recent roles and um I can finally just kind of like breathe That's and awesome. be proud and and have these conversations with other queer latin people who are also scared and they get to see me on screen and and feel like there's hope because there is and that you don't always have to follow the familial pressure or or someone else's guidelines to how you live your life or who you love um easier said than done for yeah. sure sometimes you're I mean, for- in very very precarious circumstances but eventually we grow up and I think as adults you're able to to embrace that a bit more i i think when you're young it's a lot harder oh yeah like i mean growing up in that community like it, it's mm-hmm. difficult to go against tradition like i'm yeah. i'm in no means a christian but man did i get hauled to church like all right. the time when i was a kid yeah. so you know yeah. it's a it's a it, it's a weird place to be in when cuz you know your grandma or your mom like they what they say that's what happens period <laughs> so 100% there's yeah. like no talking around it or anything so <laughs> I hope that I'll be able to have more conversations like that with my family. I have yet to do that, but for now I understand that sometimes just being aware of it and not talking about it is the best way they can like move forward with it because ultimately like I am living my best life and I'm so happy and I get to have the relationships that I want in my life without, you know, I don't have to explain myself. I don't have I don't feel the need to anymore. Whereas before I was like, do I need to make like a coming out post? Do I need to, you know, do I need to give them like the whole rundown? I need to do this and uh thankfully you know my partner was so supportive and understanding and I was able to just like 
just live your life and yeah. people will just kind of see it happening. And if they have questions, they'll ask. And when you're ready to answer them, you do. And that's it. And I was like, oh, wow, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I can just live my life and not have to explain it every step of the way. I'm just in self-discovery mode as we all are. You get yeah. to be you. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's I just get to be awesome me. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you grew up in Venezuela till you were like mm-hmm. middle school age. I think 12 is what I remember reading. Yes. Yeah. And then and then you moved to Canada and you. you Actually, there was an in-between. Oh, OK. What was in, in Aruba? Oh yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah. That's where you learned how to speak English is in Aruba. Yep. And then you moved uh, an to essential Canada. skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of reading. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so moving from place to place, like that's not really, uh, you know, a thing a lot of people do until they're like, mm-hmm. you know, older and adult, like, how do you think that informed like your ability to like act and like, you know, work in different, like acting situations or play different roles? You know, there's this, adaptability that I had to get good at um and I don't know if it did a disservice to myself or not but I was kind of a chameleon and I was able to kind of insert myself in different kinds of friend groups because of it um just having the ability to embrace change and just you know one second to the other you just have to like be okay with it because there was no way of going back um there was a lot of heartache too because I hated leaving relationships behind and friendships and I never had that whole like you know growing up with your best friend and like all of those kinds of things that people talk about I just kind of had to like be the new girl at a lot of times and not just the new girl a very different kind of new girl in a very like white town in Fort McMurray Alberta when I moved from like this side of the world to North America Mm -hmm. um very different so I felt like I I had this like need to assimilate so that I I wasn't like as loud or colorful or something. And so there was a period in there that I feel like I lost sense of like who I was and my identity because, you know, maybe who I was was just so different that I was scared. Ooh, music on like background music? Yeah, sorry. Exactly. I didn't realize my phone was still on. <laughs> yes, my ringtone is Wu-Tang. That's so good. It's like, okay, we need sorry background that. music for my like sad story of like getting in. oh my goodness no honestly like I I'm so much better now but there was a point in my life where like all I wanted was to fit in and to find a sense of community and and um I think a lot of those stories play in tv so much that like I understand what it's like to be different um to be new to not know how to fit in um and at the same time I still got to own it like I talked to my friends back then and they were like, I'm really no, like you were always so confident and so vibrant and all of these things. So there's this internal monologue that I used to have with myself that nobody knew about. And on the outside, it just seemed like everything was totally fine. Um, Which is something that I think plays in a lot of the characters I play or in any character I, I play, which is there's always these like two people, it's the internal self and that struggle and then how you're viewed. And that to me, is so interesting, you know, the fact that we're all constantly having this internal life and this inner world that we don't often get to see. But when you when you're on screen and when you get to play those characters on screen, you kind of get to see both. The audience sees inside of the character, whereas everybody there around is kind of like that's how like the world plays. So I was always very fascinated with that. And I love feeling, which is why I think I went into acting. I was just 
maybe in a way it was my way of like making sense of it all mm-hmm. and and you know being an empath and putting myself in other people's shoes allowed me to really like authentically give them life so that internet helped me like a lot of the characters that I play I I always learn something new about myself and and it you know it's like a little part of me heals or like surrenders to something or lets go of something and it's always been really cool like I think life experience makes you a better actor so I I'm happy that I went through all of those things I think it made me who I am today it made me stronger it made me adaptable it made me open to criticism and change and and I think as an actor being malleable is the biggest skill that you can have not being married to one way of being instead being open to you know being moldable yeah right. yeah so- so kind of on the same malleable, uh, you you have the opportunity to be in Nobody. Uh, it's mm-hmm. mostly you've done television and video games. Like, is there one of those things that like you prefer doing or that is, you know, Ooh. more engaging for you? Because I know like they're very, you know, acting so different. Acting, yeah. but like a movie versus a TV show versus a game. You're doing very different kinds of jobs. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I really fell in love with the motion capture world. Mm-hmm. Um, since the first uh, taste of it, I was actually in theater school in Montreal. And um, at that point, the National Theater School of Canada had this partnership with Ubisoft. And they have the huge, like the huge building out there in Montreal. And we actually got to spend like a week exploring uh, Watch Dogs, I think. It was one of their video games. And we got to get into the mocap suits. We got to recreate scripts. We got to learn about like how it all works. And ever since I was like, this is the coolest thing. And I knew that I wanted to do that. So when I moved to Toronto and I got my agent, I told her, I was like, I really want to do video games. I don't know anything about the world. (laughs) I don't know how it works. Do I just audition? Do I just tell them like, I want to do it? But I was like, I really want to do it. And I knew that, you know, in video games, they really look at people who went to theater school because there's this awareness of your body Mm -hmm. that has to come alive when you do video games. Whereas sometimes in film, a lot of it is like, you know, in your face, there's a lot of emotion. Um, And I really love when I get to be a lot more like active in my body, you know, whether it's doing stunts or video games where your whole body plays. So you have to have like a a huge awareness of, you know, every movement has to be intentional. And I love that because we don't often behave or go around in the world being very intentional about like the things that we touch and how we move, where our hands go, in video games, you have to be aware of all of it because if something doesn't match, you kind of have to do it over again, right? Everything is recorded. Right. Um, so I really love that world. Like it's something I definitely want to do more of. And I would love to do a video game where I'm the lead and it's like actually my face, <laughs> you know, like when they do all of the sensors and it looks like exactly like you, like a digital version of you. Or even better, if you've seen the movie Ready Player One. Yeah. But essentially they do like motion capture with VR, with real life. And it's this new kind of medium, I guess, that they're kind of marrying all of these different art forms and making a movie of it. I would love to do that because then it's kind of like all of my favorite things in one um, where you get to do mocap and do VR and, and actually shoot at the same time in a project. Like, I feel like that's the future. And I would love to be part of something like that because then it's like, being in a video game but in a movie yeah <laughs> it's it's funny you know talking about how like that virtual space is kind of the future like my son mm-hmm. got an oculus a few months ago 
cool. And we've been we've been playing it, and like it's it's so it's so different. And like the games are super simple, but they're so different because it's like all right there, and you're physically actually moving you your body. Feel it. It's like visceral, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I've never I've never put on a VR headset. <laughs> I have yet to experience that, and I want to. And I keep talking about it, and I'm like. I mean, it's COVID now, but before that, there was all these like game centers or things you can go to and you right. just kind of like rent it out and, and go play. <laughs> so that's on my, that's on my bucket list. Go use a VR set. <laughs> so kind of, kind of one of the next questions we've been asking a lot of actors and, you know, writers and stuff, you know, with, with COVID kind of starting to lift, like, what are some of the things that you're really looking forward to doing? Like, you know, as an actress, as, uh, as, you know, just a human being, like now that yeah. you know, we're starting to get to a point where you can do things and maybe not worry about dying every day. <laughs> True. Oh my gosh. You know, like the biggest shift that I felt is how we work on set. Um, I'm very social person. And like my favorite part of being on set is creating those relationships that honestly, like networking is a huge part of everything, you know, meeting so many different kinds of people and like, it, it's kind of hard to do it now because we're told that we can't socialize while we're working. So, and on top of that, you don't even recognize people because they have like the glasses, the mask, the thing, and everyone has to stay six feet apart. And there's this like weird separation that it feels almost rude. Like I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to at least get back to working where we are able to like go to craft and and share a meal together and just like catch up and meet someone new, whether they're, you know, lighting or grips or camera op or an actor or an extra. Like I used to talk to everybody and it was so fun. It was like a great way to kill time when like literally you're not being used for eight hours before you get to your (laughs) shot kind of thing. Like it was a huge part of our, our being on set that I, I really miss the connectivity and that goes for both acting and my life. I just miss sharing meals with people and being able to like go somewhere and change your atmosphere, you know? Um, I miss going to yoga classes. Like that's a huge one for me. (laughs) My community of yogis, like I miss hot yoga. And that's something that's like, you cannot do during COVID. It's like sweat and whatever. You can't wear a mask. So (laughs) I can't wait. Like I know things will be back to normal when I can do my hot yoga class. I'm very (laughs) looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh man. It's funny. The mask thing. I had a friend at the grocery store be like, Hey Gabe. And I was like, who is that? And (laughs) I mean, she was like three feet away from me and I had no idea it was somebody that I knew. It's so it's, it's awkward and I hate it, but it's getting better. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to get you like, I think being inserted back into like socializing, it's going to be a little awkward. I feel like we've lost like our way to relate to other people. And maybe that's just me, but like, at the start of all of this, the fact that like you'd be walking down the sidewalk and someone was there and you had to like very physically like separate yourself from each other. Like it mm-hmm. was so weird. And I hope that we, we're not just going to be like these weird, awkward beings now. Like <laughs> we don't know how to like interact if we handshake, if we hug, like is this allowed? It's going to feel like, you know, getting closer again. It's going to feel good and also different. Yeah. I started yeah. out pretty awkward, so I don't have a lot of hope. <laughs> You're like, actually, I embraced it. I'm, I'm so happy I'm talking to people. <laughs> so yeah. as we're getting kind of close to the end of my time with you, you know, what are some of the some of the ways that people can find you online? And what are some of the things that we can look forward to from you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at Umberly, which is so cool that it's just like nobody had it 
and I have had Instagram for a long time, like before it was super popular. And I used to have like over 3000 posts. It's wild. And I had to delete all of it when I started acting. Cause I was like, nobody wants to look at your like nails of the day. I'm really like, I used to post about the randomest things like back then, literally like I remember having bed bugs once and I literally posted like about bed bugs. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, please curate your page, delete 3000 posts. Um, so now like my Instagram is more like towards my business and I love sharing like my work and parts of my personality and things like that. Uh, Twitter is the same Umberly G. So kind of cool. Awesome. Um, things you can look forward to. Uh, there's two projects that have still yet to premiere. One of them is a video game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in the new Far Cry 6, which awesome. I'm very excited to play. Uh, my character is so badass. And I hope that people will like play her for Halloween and like dress up as my character because nice. I know I'm gonna. <laughs> like I want to like recreate her. Um, and the other one, completely different from anything I've ever done. Uh, I play a doctor in season two of Nurses, which um, is an NBC show. Previously, it was global, but it got bought over by NBC. Um, I still don't know when that's going to premiere. Same with Far Cry, but hopefully sometime this year. We don't have a release date yet for either, but both really exciting projects that I got to do. And Nurses was actually the first show I did out of lockdown last year. We oh. were the guinea pigs in Toronto. We were the first show up. Uh, so it was so bizarre and at the same time like doing a, a a procedural like a medical procedural and during covid that it was just kind of like this is so ironic and strange <laughs> and like yeah it felt uh very different but at the same time i'm very excited for this role because i get to play a woman who has a career like i never get to play mature characters i'm always like a teenager <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's either a teenager or like a really young person um, so in this one, I get to, uh, show a different side of my characters, uh, much more authoritative and, um, smart and she's got some issues. So <laughs> I'm very excited to, no, it yeah. sounds like a really awesome role. So, <laughs> well, we yeah. will definitely look forward to that. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Like, you know, I know your part in Jupiter's legacy wasn't huge, but it was definitely really memorable. <laughs> we, yeah, for sure. We, we and if we come back for more seasons. Hutch Gang has to come back. Obviously. Oh, for sure. Like our if crew. Only to see yeah. the revamped wizard van, because that is. Yeah, like, there you go. Oh my God, the van. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, gotta come back. When when they're driving towards when you're driving towards the wall and the wizard like lights up magic, I was like, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> yeah, we need more. I know that was so cool. Awesome. Um, well, thanks again so much for your time we really really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me you had some really great questions so i was very happy to converse <laughs> I, yeah i try really hard to not ask boring things <laughs> yeah i think it's so crucial especially like if people do interviews all the time i'm like how can i put this in a way that i haven't said it before yeah but your questions were you didn't have to do too much of that today <laughs> no not at all if if anything like it was um, leaning into things I've said before, but like in, in more depth. And yeah. it's always fun to see how it comes out because <laughs> yeah. I never know. I'm like, you know, how do I like explain it? And it's eloquent and it makes sense. Yeah. One time I, one time I read Terry Gross talking about interviews and she said that she asks a question and then just lets the person say whatever it is that they need to say. And that's really my goal when I do interviews. So wow. yeah, I it, love that. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm yeah. not, 
it's not about me. Like I put anecdotes in because I can't not talk about myself because I'm that way, but, <laughs> but it's how people relate. You got to yeah. like share commonalities or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, thank you again. We really appreciate your time and, and I really am looking forward to your work in the future. So yay! thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. You have a wonderful <laughs> Bye. Bye. You too. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! ha <laughs> ha